1: episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Cheryl Glasser coming right back out to here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And we've got a special show because it integrates with our other show that I do, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where I will be doing a full one-hour special that will appear this weekend on both the Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Pop Culture Cosmos channel. So go ahead and check it out today. Plus, All the radio stations that play the pop culture cosmos, truly appreciate it. Go and catch us there as well. Also, of course, you got to go ahead and check out Joe Soros, Ox1947. Go ahead and do so today at Lakerholics.com. Also as well, Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and get the latest information or the crazy trades that Laker Tom is proposing out there at Laker Tom on Twitter or when he's writing his great articles today as the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. At lakerholics.com, along with his good friend and dare I say arch nemesis, 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 That would be none other than Jamie Sweet. Go ahead and check out what they're arguing about today at lakerholics.com. Our good friend John McCalion, he did a stream earlier today. He is setting a goal for himself. He's already lost 50 pounds. He said he's losing, setting another goal for losing another 50 pounds by Halloween. Go ahead and hear his. Great journey today, and his great conversations and his great streams on the John McHalean channel. And speaking of YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe today. Hit that little Joe Sorrel right there on the right hand corner of your screen with the BDIs. Go ahead and click on it today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Well, we do know that the NBA schedule did get introduced in full, and tomorrow we've got a deep dive waiting for you on the Lakers and the schedule. I asked each and every one of the crew to go ahead, if they can stop by for tomorrow, to go ahead into detail on parts of the schedule that we're going to talk about. There's going to be more back-to-backs. What's the issue with LeBron and AD on that? Where are we going to go as far as major road trips? All the information, we're going to do a heavy, deep dive on the schedule tomorrow. Plus also, as well, a Team USA postgame because they play Greece tomorrow. Also this weekend, we've got Team USA updates. Of course, Lakerholics, I think they're planning a Sunday show at this point in time for Lakerholics Spotlight. And Chris Jose LeBron, he is going to be stopping by. He told me Sunday as well for a New York Knicks team report. So looking uh, looking forward to that as well. But for today, our team profiles continue. Magic Man is stuck in traffic somewhere in Toronto, plus also as well, Joe Soro. It's 5 o'clock rush hour for Thursday, so you know it's going to be a little bit probably before he gets here. But I have a great guest indeed. She is returning to us once again. She is Jennifer Matthews Lewis, the co-founder of Three Chicks in a Pod. She also writes for New Stitch Media and, of course, also as well, Chicks and Salsa. There you go. I didn't even mention the sip-off. You got so much going on out there. <laughs> oh, I I to too. Sorry, uh, Megan. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm gonna get Megan on when we talk San Antonio. I'll probably nag her again here in a couple of weeks. We got to finish the East Eastern Conference first, and then we're gonna start with the Western Conference, probably sometime in September. It's when we'll hit up all the Western conference teams, mm-hmm. but today it's you talking. Charlotte Hornets, Jennifer's Matthews Lewis. Great to have you here. Thank you for again for joining us here at the Lakers fast break. Thank you for having me on again, Gerald. I greatly appreciate it. Well, I'll tell you what, it's great to have you here. Joe, I sent you the link. I know you're in the chat. Please stop on by. If you get a chance, we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions to Jennifer on the Charlotte Hornets. So hopefully you're getting away from work or your calls or whatever you're doing so you can hop on. I know Sean is uh, hopefully going to be joining us as well, but for now, You've got me right here talking to you. So the first yeah. question I have, is the Charlotte Hornets a team? I don't want to say in a state of flux, mm-hmm. but there, it's a team to go in there with Mitch Kupchak, not one of the most revered individuals in Lakers lore as far as the GM. Uh, Michael Jordan has sold the team to, although he has a very small interest left over, he has sold the team and is no longer the majority owner of the Charlotte Hornets This is a team I think is still in a state of flux. I'm here in Vegas where they're still predicting the team to be quite low in the standings. Although when you look at them, I still have a feeling that in in the organization, they still see themselves as a team that could contend for a playoff spot this season.
0: Okay. Here's where I'm going to say this. And we were talking a little off camera. Miles Bridges coming back, which I absolutely abhor. For his off the court antics.
1: Domestic violent issues that uh, he did. I think a plea deal was made uh, and he, Mm -hmm. his wife, ex-wife has asked for him to get a second chance, but it is something he was found guilty of. Did make a plea deal, I think. And then uh, he has been suspended uh, by the league and his first game. He'll be eligible return. Looking at the schedule is November 17th.
0: And in my humble opinion, he should be in jail for attempted murder and child abuse. Because his three-year-old son, there was video released of his three-year-old son talking to his aunt. Um, saying, yeah, it was like grabbing daddy's leg and tell him, hitting his leg and telling him he was being a bad boy. His son saw this, Gerald.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's it's not good. Point.
0: And of course, his ex-wife, so many reasons she wants him to have like another chance. A, more money for her. I'm not trying to be mean, but let's face facts. There's reality there because... When you get to a certain financial position in life, it helps, yeah. right? You know, it just cool. helps. It helps to have a little cushion. I don't care what your socio socioeconomic background is. For us, if we have an extra five grand at the end of the month, great. If not, you know, hey. And I'm not being mean, I'm not knocking her. But she was also abused for how long? She was abused. They're in the honeymoon cycle. Of course he's gonna be like, Hey babes, can you please like,
1: there's no excuse for it. Absolutely not. not.
0: Yeah. So I mean, she's still in the abuse cycle. She still has that psychological trauma, even though the physical trauma has healed. I think for the most part, um, I don't know. I haven't seen any updates, but it's just my personal opinion that, Mitch uh, Kup, Kupchak, I forget how to pronounce his name. I, Mitch my, Kupchak,
1: my name. yes. Thank you. Believe me, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. we can't get we can't get him out of our heads. Unfortunately, because of <laughs> all the things that he did, got us the POW deal, got us mm-hmm. Pau Gasol, but then again, he also got us Mozgov and Deng. So it looks like you know tit for tat on that one. So right,
0: and I mean I'm not knocking her at all. Like he,
1: I can't imagine. I'm not
0: in an abuse of marriage. You know, we have an argument, but it's a healthy argument. You know what I mean, Joe? You're the same way. You've been married for I don't know how long. Almost
1: going on 19 years here. uh, That's awesome. To a wonderful woman. Absolutely. There's absolutely no place for it. And the Mm. thing on that, on top of all this, was at the time that it happened, Jennifer, and this uh, just clicked in my memory. It was on the verge (laughs) of free agency. Yeah. That that season, which was max contract. Yep. He had a max contract all waiting for him. All this. He just had to be, you know, out of the spotlight, out of the news, out of the police blotter for 24 more hours. And he just couldn't do that. And it just happened to him. And you saw what happened since. And And, but he comes back. He comes back. Charlotte, you know, they're a team that is struggling with depth, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you probably agree with me on that. So they were more welcoming to bringing him back because they did have the rights to him retain rights because of what happened. I believe that's that's why he came back. And on the court, Bridges unified the team.
0: Like that's what stinks. You could tell last year without Bridges on the court, the team didn't have the same chemistry.
1: Well, they just don't have the firepower. And especially after, especially after ball got hurt, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Lamello I need mean, stability this year, like. And that's something I want to ask you as well. I mean, obviously, we'll get back to Bridges and what he's going to do on the court. We know he's going to get, as you and I talked about, how Charlotte is probably going to. The fans are probably going to lay the heavy on him when he comes back on the 17th. Oh, I'll boo him.
2: Court.
1: Yes, I will boo him. Now, when it comes to Lamelo Ball, he signed mm-hmm. a major contract extension uh, over the course of the summer. Let You're me right ask right. you this he is supposed to be the face of your franchise going forward. Is he a good enough player to be that face of your franchise for a winning Charlotte Hornets? See, the key word there is winning Charlotte Keyword Hornets winning. franchise going forward. So, Tershia, interesting thing though,
0: I, I actually think Charlotte FC will bring the first championship to Charlotte. Just my little humble opinion, um, mm-hmm. which is our soccer club, because the Panthers have been – to the um, Super Bowl twice. Mm-hmm. The Hornets have never made it past, what, the third round of the playoffs? Second round with the Bobcats. So there's something going on there. Um, but I'm hoping the new ownership actually really makes some changes. By all accounts, some of the, I haven't been into the stadium or the arena because obviously it's been closed. It's outdoor concert season. It's not indoor concert season. So I haven't been in since last year um, so or since they took over. But they've apparently made some upgrades to Spectrum Center. They've made some definite upgrades to the roster. Um, if we could possibly, and I'm not knocking Steve Clifford. I'm not knocking him. He's a good coach. He's a good, let me introduce Welcome you. Welcome back, NBA Steve.
1: Coach.
0: Um, He is a um good, let me introduce you to the NBA coach.
1: Yeah.
0: He's not pop. So, you know,
1: Popcase. He's not a guy that's going to be able to take your team. He's going to take you only so far, and then you're going to eventually need someone else to get you further. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no disrespect to him at all. I, if you would have, three years ago, I think I even said on this show, that the Hornets were doing what the um, Hawks had done with the 85 South rivalry, and we were starting to really build and grow momentum, and at that point I could have seen us really making a huge playoff run this year, but with all the setbacks we've had, I don't know. For your question with LaMelo, if he gets the right people around him, um, yes. If we can get some other names around him, even no names. I'm interested in what Brandon Miller will bring to the team because he was our number one draft pick Mm -hmm. and – I know,
1: right? <laughs> Very good one, Kurt. Uh, to, our I mean, listens, uh... to our audio listeners, to our audio listeners, Steve Cl- Kurt said Steve Clifford is the ex you always keep trying to get back.
0: you, you know, and he keeps coming back. He's it's between us and
1: Miami, baby. Um... He's come for food, he's come for food, therefore. But it's good you know, to now. Again, the top end of LaMelo Ball is someone I think that can yes. be a top 20 player in the league. I'm not gonna dispute you on that, but the problem is how many times over the course of that contract is he going to become a top 20 player league? Is there always going to be injuries? Is there always going to be something of concern? Is there going to be, you know, malcontent? Is he going to go, it to be, is he going to be one of the next players to say, I want to be traded? You know, it
0: just, he, is be, it... he wants to stay here. He really okay. loves Charlotte. He loves the Hornets organization. Um, at least under MJ's ownership. I'll say that
1: Kyrie Irving said he loved Boston too. And you see where that went.
0: Yeah. Well, Kyrie
1: Irving is um he's a different a unique altogether.
0: unique I mean I'm just saying Duke's got to be proud <laughs>
1: like, Duke's got to be proud of that one and
0: done um just saying that go heels um <laughs> with mellow, here's something that I've always found an issue with mm-hmm. in any sports professional collegiate high school junior high you know youth whatever. If you know, like, I will never understand. And I was an athlete. Well, I was a swimmer. So I was not in group sports, but I was a swimmer. Hmm. Um, I will never understand why you keep going after that one person. And that, like, with LaMelo, it's his ankle, right? So why do you keep going to go, go hurt his ankle again? Like, he's your NBA brother. Like, you guys know what it takes to get to the NBA, why are you actively trying to hurt each other i don't understand that's just something like i get win at all costs but don't win at all costs and drain somebody that's just me
2: <laughs> this is Raphael from nbadraftjunkies.com and you are listening to the lakers fast break
1: Once again, it is Jennifer Lewis. Please go ahead and check out what she's doing today at Three Chicks in a Pod, wherever you get your podcasts. Also as well, Chicks and Salsa. Also as well, The Sip Off. And of course, she also writes for New Stitch Media. I'm going to provide many of those links in the chat if you want to see what she's doing for all three of those great shows, plus also what she does as far as New Stitch Media as well. I will provide the links to the couple of those Facebook groups and New Stitch Media That's going to be in the chat for you as well. But Jennifer, my question to you is, okay, you've got LaMelo Ball coming Mm -hmm. back healthy. You do have Miles Bridges after the 17th, regardless of whether you and I really think he should be in the NBA or not. He's going to be there as far as your small forward. If he comes back to anywhere near where he was, 20-point score, very efficient, played solid defense. I mean, obviously, he's the type of wing player that almost any other team would normally covet if the Charlotte Hornets don't want him around. But then again, there's obviously a a little bit of baggage there, to say the least. Where are the other good spots in your rotation that you see will be filled out with promise? I mean, you've got a lot of talent, tantalizing young players who've yet to fulfill their their potential. But who do you see from this list of, of individuals on that roster outside of Bridges' and ball that could really help the Charlotte Hornets win.
0: You know, um, Nick, uh, Gordon Hayward, when healthy is solid. Mm -hmm. He's really, he's a, he's solid. I like book night a lot. And then of course we have scary Terry, scary Terry's all over the place.
1: Well, the thing I ask you though, with Gordon Hayward, if he has an efficient season for Charlotte, do you think he'll be still there by, by the trade deadline? Do you think he'll be gone?
0: I don't know. He gets hurt a lot. He does. As I mean, I, like not he gets more. I mean, like, honestly, like he's missed out more than LaMelo. So I mean, maybe that's not a fair comparison. I think I think LaMelo has a stronger drive to win.
1: Well, do you think is Gordon in the last year of his contract? I'll look that up. Because if he is, he could so. be if he is then he definitely pro- will be if he's any if he's healthy throughout the entire season i'm going to tell you right now he will be on the trade trade deadline he'll be some he'll be moved to somewhere he'll be in the last year of a season if he's if he's if the team is getting like what targeting for what 30 35 wins not playing up to the expectations and he's available and he's still healthy i bet you he goes and he's a, he's a marketable commodity by for teams right around the trade deadline
0: um, okay. He, okay. He, so he signed, no, it's not his last year. He signed a two four year contract and
1: 2021. Okay, so next, it, okay. yeah. next year. Okay. Let me make sure it's not a team option. Cause if it's a team option, he is still, that's absolutely still a, uh, nope. It's 23, 24. Yeah. He's a, he's a free agent next year. So yeah. This is the last year upcoming on this contract, so yes, he will be, he will be this uh, a free agent after this upcoming season. So by the trade deadline, he will if he's healthy, and he's contributing to your team, mm-hmm. I think he'll be gone. I think he'll be someone that is definitely will be sought after by a playoff level team if the Charlotte Hornets do not uh, are not at a playoff level at that time. Uh, because yeah. of the fact that his, con- his contract expires after this upcoming season. So um, that's something that somebody there, like you said, can be a great contributor for the team. Is there anyone young? Is there any young players on that team, like Mark Williams or anyone of that team? Because Mark Williams right now is supposed to be your starting center. He showed some flashes last season. Is he an answer for you guys long term? Um.
0: He showed some flash. I don't know. I need to see a little more. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a good center, but I don't know. I, I mean, last year was so atrocious for us. It was hard to be excited, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, So, I mean, he did pretty good. His stats, you know, I'm pulling up his stats. Sorry, I had all that done, but I have like a really nice Excel spreadsheet. You'd be very proud of me right now. There you go. Yes. Um, <laughs> Like his, he, he averaged about nine points a game. You know, his field goal percentage—it
1: should like be high.
0: About sixty-three point seven percent. He's a rim runner, absolutely. Yeah, he is. So I mean, that's good. I mean, yeah, he has the potential to be solid and a good game cha- a game changer. Okay. Um, sadly, part of me still lives in the past because I'm still like, I want Kemba, but I know what Kemba's. You know, stem cells didn't
1: work out. Yeah, Kemba's <laughs> career is, is behind him as far as the NBA for the most part. Um, when it comes to Mark Williams, the only thing I think a lot of people are concerned about is how if he has a parallel career to, let's say, Jalen Dern, because both those mm-hmm. guys, I think that they did a swap. If I remember correctly, Charlotte did a swap and ended up how getting Mark, Mark Williams. They had a chance, and opportunity to get Jalen Duran. So I'm seeing how those two... Will be mirrored with each other in the, uh, in the seasons going forward, but the one player who will also be mirrored with another fellow young player is Brandon Miller. Yes, Brandon Miller. I'm excited is, about Brandon. Yes, you're excited. So tell us about this because again, a well, lot of analysts, including myself, think Scott uh, Scoot Henderson is is the better player of the two. During the limited yeah. time in in summer league, Scoot didn't get to, a chance to show us much, but he was very impressive for the time he was. Brandon Miller was sort of up and down. You said you're excited. Obviously, he's the second pick of the draft as well. You should be. There's a lot of expectations on him. How do you think he'll, his first season will go in Charlotte?
0: I think, okay, so Brandon, there was some funny stuff in the Charlotte Hornets Reddit about Brandon Miller and Miles Bridges. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it, did, um, it did make me chuckle. Brandon Miller does obviously have the situation down south. Um, that I think is almost completely resolved, but we're, uh, he was so excited when he played the Spurs and beat Vic. Like, I mean, he completely outshone Vic during that one game that being said, Bray, I, I wanted a scooter. I'm not going to lie. Cause you I knew the Spurs well. were going to get Vic. Yeah. Like in the sip off chat, I was giving Megan a hard time, but I was like, Megan, come on, just give me Vic. I don't ask for much from you. Just give me Vic. But um, also, I'd rather Vic go with Pop than Mr. Than Coach Clifford. <laughs> Did mm-hmm. I say that out loud?
1: Um, uh, you keep you keep stressing on it, but Santa, San Antonio is going to. He's going to retire a spur. I think it's pretty sure by now.
0: Oh yeah, he is. He is. He is. That's why I was say. I said no. Like honestly, I would have rather Vic truly have Pop as a head coach
1: mm-hmm.
0: his rookie year than mm-hmm. anyone else in the league. So that's not a knock on Clifford or anybody else. I really just my two cents. I think pop knows how to cultivate young players.
1: Well, we'll see with Victor Webbyama.
0: He can be generational. Brandon Miller can be generational too. So can Scooter. That's why they went top three, right?
1: That's correct.
0: Um, Brandon has a lot to prove. When you have the odds stacked against you and you have talent and you have drive and determination and dedication, sky's the limit. Sky is the limit.
1: Well, well, someone who is supposed to be able to stretch the floor, provide you some wing help, Mm -hmm. but also be big enough and large enough to be able to play a little bit inside, give you some rebounding strength. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring, especially as his, his body fills out and he gets more muscle uh, gets a little bit more attuned to the play in the NBA so hopefully he will go ahead and take that uh, determination that he should have for so many people like myself that think Scoot is still a better player than he is mm-hmm. to go ahead and utilize that as far as uh, determination to go ahead and be the best player he can be for the Charlotte Hornets.
0: And I'll say this: I do kind of feel bad for Scoot because he doesn't have Damant Dame, Dame.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and I thought, or he won't have Dame. I don't. Team hasn't landed anywhere yet, right? He's no, still he's trailblazer.
1: Still a, right? still a trailblazer. Still
0: a trailblazer. It's like it's going to be extremely
1: day. awkward if that gets to camp, and I'll just say that there.
0: <laughs> that will be very. That'll be James Harden awkward. Um,
1: <laughs> well, that but in, when you go to camp, you've got oh hi Damian Lillard. I, I'm I'm the starting point guard. Who are you, damien Lillard? Uh, says, I'm the true. starting point guard. Uh, oh, really? Um, I, yes. I thought I was the starting point guard. Yes, that will be extremely hard. <laughs> we're arbitrary. gonna play it off. But Brandon um, Miller again—he's uh, got to have that determination because again, I think there's a lot of people who are not thinking of him in that context as far as being a great player. I really yeah. think again, the 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 sky, like you said, could be the limit for him, and I'm hoping for you guys that's going to be the case.
0: Well, and his stats last year in Alabama—I mean, they were pretty solid. I mean, they weren't. They were pretty solid. Like, there's definitely room for improvement for, for for a college player out of Alabama because Alabama's not known for basketball, right? They're known for football. Hmm. So it's kind of like Carolina's not really known for football; they're known for basketball. Same with Duke. Um, but I just think I think that determination is going to be what propels him. I think if MJ, since MJ is still a partial owner, if he actually gets involved and gets active, because there's a difference between a great player and a great boss, right? So, difference. So, hopefully MJ will recognize that dedication and determination and really push him. He's done that with LaMelo, but part of that is because of LaMelo's dad Um, talking so much smack, I think. But that's just me. But that was a good play on his dad's part. I think Miller can be solid. I really wanted Scooter. I was kind of sad when we got Miller. I wasn't sad. I was disappointed because I wanted Scooter. I wanted Scooter here. I wanted Brandon in um, Oregon. I have a girlfriend who is, um, well, like Gerald said earlier, MJ's still a small owner. And he'll never be done with the game of basketball. We're talking the goat there. Like he's never gonna leave the game of basketball. I don't care what anybody says.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think he still goes out and plays with basketball and other NBA players.
1: He was hanging out with Magic the other day on his birthday, yeah. so yes.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Kurt, you're funny. <laughs> yes, Kurt. Well I, done. I
0: think he's um talking about taking his son Marcus out of the will right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not <That's
0: all> funny. <laughs> Marcus has to get a job soon. Um, but um, I don't know. I think Brandon will do it. I'm gonna go with his dedication, his drive, his determination that will propel him. Plus, remember his father was in the NFL too. So he has that competitive edge. He knows he was raised with that professional athlete mindset. And It's going to take, like, LeBron's a different story. MJ's a different story, right? Because they weren't raised in professional athletic homes. Mm -hmm. They just had that drive. That's unparalleled. Kobe had it. You know, so few people. You know, Bob Russell had it. We Like, just going back. But when you look at the grades, they had that edge. I want to see if Miller has that edge. He's had it in preseason. Who I would kind of like to see come up from our G League kind of want to see leaky black um come up from the g league from our g league to to the hornets official roster i don't know when that'll happen but that's what i would like to see. i'd like to see murray as well but because okay. i think they will add a lot
1: mm-hmm.
0: to the roster once they get a little more polished
1: all right once again it is jennifer lewis please go ahead and check out what she's doing today at three chicks in a pod also as well chicks and salsa new stitch media and of course the sip off and also here today good man indeed he did get out of toronto traffic it's the madman from toronto just barely just barely (laughs) to talk to jennifer matthews lewis it is the magic man sean grice and magic man great to have you here I saved some of the PJ Washington and Terry Rozier questions for you. I was talking with Jennifer about Brandon Miller. Of course, the persona non grata in Mr. Miles Bridges. I talked to her about LaMelo Ball. But your thoughts, my friend, when you're talking about the Charlotte Hornets, what kind of questions did you have for Jennifer today?
2: No, it's a great conversation, Gerald. As I was listening, stuck in Toronto traffic, watching ministry employees uh, try and get rid of a huge mess that was on one of our highways. So
1: it was legit. You were stuck in. I know that's always a catchphrase, but yes. Yeah,
2: no, it's a hundred percent. I do apologize both to Gerald and Jennifer and the audience, but uh, I, know I was. Joe's
1: busy till six fifteen, so he might probably won't make it today
2: so yeah um apparently one of these trucks didn't didn't have their uh their lock in- engaged and so all this about it felt like 50 pounds of styrofoam just was coming all at us so oh, it was, how
1: nice
2: yeah it was almost a, a white out in august in toronto so uh but uh, i apologize jennifer uh mike, oh, you're mike
0: fine i understand i live honestly i live in charlotte you wouldn't think it but we get a lot of traffic so
2: no no i've i've actually done research on like the, the worst highways uh in the <laughs> west <laughs> because because i actually i i travel one and yeah charlotte is it's brutal it's like it's uh-huh. one of the most underrated brutal i've seen it man so i mean god 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 speed I, I know <laughs> what it's like yeah. My my big question is, uh, Jen. I really love the talent that's on the Hornets, and mm-hmm. um, ever since I was a kid, I've I've kind of had a wandering eye to that franchise because it's the they, colors. They, it, it, was, <laughs> it was teal. It was teal. Like I I grew up in the like the middle '90s, so every team, or seemingly, was teal. Charlotte was teal. The Jags were teal. The Sharks were teal. Like teal was such and the Seahawks I'm back to teal. I mean teal is such a cool color, but you know they've had really great players in their in their history. They've had Larry Johnson mm-hmm. they've had along had uh, zoe for three years, you know, but now that Jordan has sold the team, I almost feel that um if I think if they did you know a per appraisal from top to bottom, I think if they tore out the studs and started over, Jen. That they could be one of the one of those teams from the small market, who uh, just needs to get a little bit more stability. So, what do you how do you feel about ownership now versus Jordan? Because there's only two franchises that have never paid the tax in the NBA: the Hornets and the Pelicans. Do you think if they built a winner in Charlotte, that they would spend the money?
0: So, I'm going to ask you this question. Did you know that the Pelicans were started by the same original owner as the original Hornets?
2: I did not know that. Mm-hmm. He was so from Charlotte. Was that uh, was that Shin? No, it was before him. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was okay. Not yep. bad. Not bad. Well, yeah. yeah, So, I- Charlotte sports would not exist
0: without NASCAR and without wrestling. Okay just aside now. Oh yeah, don't so. get don't
1: get me started into wrestling. We'll be here for the next 5 hours. <laughs> I
0: like AEW the most. <laughs> oh,
1: there but. you go, absolutely. Magic Man, hopefully uh, I can go ahead and, and just uh talk a little bit here about the Charlotte Hornets because yeah, we did There she goes. There you go. Right do the worry
0: send that um fake snowstorm my way okay sean <laughs> no
1: well, I, I was told i'm getting a hurricane here by monday so oh yeah yes give me that rain too yeah, um <laughs> i will say yeah don't i was i was saying earlier don't ever get me started on pro wrestling i already do an hour show on pro wrestling each month so i will just go ahead all day on that but I will ask you this, though. When it comes to what Kurt was asking with P.J. Washington, imagine, man, I'll give it to you next, my friend. P.J. Washington, um, he is currently still (laughs) in limbo status because uh, the Charlotte Hornets have tendered him a restricted offer. So he is actually a restricted free agent. He's got nobody to have any interest in him. If he became an unrestricted free agent, Everybody would be interested in him, but this time what he's going to be doing, we're not sure yet. Your thoughts, will he get re-signed by Charlotte or mm-hmm. has it gotten hostile down there? I love, PJ. There? Has, I love has, PJ. Have you heard he's, anything about this? Has it gotten hostile yet between him and the front office? Hostile, no,
0: not at all. I think they're just still doing contract negotiations. I think he'll be re-signed. We want him by everything I've heard. He wants to stay with us. I mean, I love P.J. Washington. Like, he's one of my favorites. I'm not going to lie. Like, we got to keep P.J. Um, I know there was some conversation last year before the Burgess situation because they were starting kind of contract negotiations. And it was like, who do we get more money to, P.J. or Miles? And even then, I was like, I was torn at that point. I was like, well, we get both some money. And then as we can, because one of them is going bound to leave, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to come in, offer more money to one of the players, and they're going to ask for a trade. Like, we all know these things happen under the table, and then that's when it gets a little spicy. Well, we have bridges for less than $9 million. So, we got money for PJ. We need to put, pay him, because he's done a lot for our organization. He's done a lot for our team. He's kind of helped like he and Kelly Aubrey have kind of like really kept us in the games. Um, Our, you know, we, again, we were atrocious last year, but we were really trying for Vic Um, pop lost. I think one more game than we did. And then no, two more games than we did. And then we were tied in the East with my boy, Dom Drew was, um, Michigan team, why am I forgetting their name right now? I don't know why. Sometimes I get tongue tied. But we were Pistons. they who?
2: I believe it was the Pistons. Yes, I'm thank mistaken. you.
0: Appreciate you. Thank you, Sean. Sorry, I cannot believe I blanked on that. Okay. Um, Happens. <laughs> but the um, they lost one more game than we. Or they we were vying all season long, like who can not win. Um. <laughs> and so. Finally was us. They ended up a little better than us, but not much. But I wanna keep PJ. I I wanna keep PJ. Most of Charlotte wants to keep PJ. If you're a fan base, you know what he's doing, you know what he's capable of. He's solid, he doesn't get injured. Knock on wood. I he's played 73 games for us the entire time he's been here. He doesn't miss games. Like I think he had the flu once. Like he doesn't miss games.
2: No.
0: Um we keep them we would be dumb not to but i'm not an nba executive and they make a lot of dumb decisions sometimes so you know and yes somebody asked i saw earlier that i do think it's frank's um, redemption tour
1: well it, it should be mitch uh, kupchak's redemption tour as well but we'll see what happens there uh magic see? man before i go into uh more of a synopsis with Jennifer on her thoughts and where the team will be this season. Did you have any more questions for her on on as far as the team they still a team with with some tantalizing and interesting young talent. Uh mm-hmm. there's also some veterans who could be moved, Gordon Hayward, PJ Washington, even if he's signed would probably be a very marketable commodity come trade deadline. Terry Rozier I mean a 20 point score but he has 3 more years left on his deal so I'm like and they're like 24 25 right in that range as far as million per year so not exactly the most you know it's a gettable contract or wantable desirable contract to go ahead and trade for any questions on uh, for Jennifer on the Charlotte Hornets you want to add in here my friend
2: yeah uh so uh with PG if when we say PJ's coming back we're pretty confident in that right Jen because like you said he's like well he's one of the most versatile players in the mm-hmm. NBA and again he like he doesn't get a lot of the pub and a lot of the uh copy because you know unfortunately Charlotte Charlotte's been at a bottom dwell for a couple of years but like as far as like offensive um, versatility mainly last post, year started in yeah. our, sorry, mainly yeah, last year yeah, yeah. prior to
0: last year I was telling Gerald this on the earlier prior before last year I would have said this year we would have been deep playoff birth.
2: Oh, so, okay. Sorry.
0: But yeah, last no, no. year after Bridges did his stuff, he messed with the chemistry. Melo got hurt at the end of 21 22 season. Ooh, yeah. Then was injured again, but we yeah. were so When good- you say get
1: injured, just pick a year. He gets injured every year. <laughs>
0: Well, his rookie year, he did really well. <laughs>
1: mm, he did, yeah, he did.
2: But so with PJ coming back, who do you who would you want to see as a starting five?
0: Basketball only off off court antics away.
2: Yeah, just take the antics away, and your five best.
1: So comes to the seventeenth once. Um, once Miles Yeah, yeah, Miles Bridges, the 17th. Yeah, yeah, that's when Miles, gets it. Miles because
0: head. he, I mean, M- Miles doing what he did messed with the chemistry so bad. Like, he and Mello bosom buddies. I think Mello was in shock that that happened. So I'll be interested to see what happens. So, based on historical play and the leader he was on the court, Bridges, Kelly Aubrey, I really like him. I know he's usually a bench man, but I like him a lot. He does well. PJ, obviously, Mello... That's well, Kelly Oubre is
1: a, a free agent right now. So he's not even on any one. team. Kelly Oubre is not even a uh, Kelly Oubre is a free agent right now, I believe.
0: But he's on?
1: He's not on a team right now. He's an available unrestricted free agent.
0: You're right. Hey, he's still I stopped and looking and in my spreadsheet. Yeah. So, no,
1: no, no, so Brandon yeah. Miller, so yeah, yeah, about- Brandon Miller.
0: So how about I want to see what Brandon Miller does before I put him there, but mellow. Definitely. Right.
1: Well, they're gonna they're gonna put him in that starting lineup just because he's the number two overall pick. Yeah.
0: Okay, let me start over. I forgot that he was. I liked Kelly, but whatever.
3: There's and a man who hasn't look, found a shot yet. Like.
0: needs to be filling. I'm sorry. He has the potential to be great, but he's he's more injured than most hypochondriacs are, and he's legitimately injured. He's not a hypochondriac. All right, let's go with Mello, Miles. Brandon scary, Terry.
1: Oh, okay. And then Williams as your center. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So kind
2: of a, like a small ball lineup that, uh, is going to run and try and get a lot of points in transition. Yeah. We um, do better that
0: way. We don't do better with slow ball.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, it, you know, the faster uh, Charlotte could play, I think the better uh-huh. opportunity it is to win a same game. Same thing
1: with the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, the Lakers
2: have the same problem, Jen. We gotta, we gotta run up and down the court, all forty-eight minutes. To it win does a not game. look
1: pretty when we do it in the half court. Absolutely. No, we're, we were,
2: we were a terrible half court offense in uh, during the regular season and during the playoffs. We were bottom four. So yeah. We're, we're kind of in similar uh, ballparks there as far as style of play goes, Shen. So, who would your sixth man be in that case? So, it, assuming we bring P.J. back, assuming the Hornets bring him back, would you bring P.J. off the bench first or would you bring Gordon Hayward off the bench first? P.J. Yeah.
0: Definitely. I mean, I, I, I'm a P.J. lover. Like, I mean, he like he's done so much for us. He doesn't glow. He, I mean, he goes out and he works. He's a workhorse, and he his work ethic shines.
2: Now, I, can I can I ask you another question? Uh, an, another player I really like um, is Cody Martin. Now, I know his brother gets a lot of uh, copy in Miami, but I actually I'm more of a Cody fan myself. I think he plays uh like more. A ferocious brand of defense. I'm not saying that uh, Caleb doesn't. I just think that um, Cody's motor is uh, constant. Do you think he can take a step up offensively? Because I think if he does, that that really creates a lot of uh, a lot of options for for Cliff as far as uh, different lineups. But for the so, organization
1: as well, in case you do like like you would want. To send Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward, and and maybe you know a couple of those guys, maybe send them away for better better draft picks or players that could help you down the road. Do you think Martin could step in and be a be a? Oh topic? yeah, I
0: think Martin could step in. He's underutilized definitely, and that's because when he is on the court, he's he's a play, he's a game changer. He's making plays, right? Um, his numbers you know, back that up. But he doesn't play a lot of minutes. I mean, he he, in January, he played more minutes than he had the rest of the season. I'll say that. The vast majority. I don't know. He's a game... I like Cody. I want to keep him, but I I mean, this is bad. He's just not somebody to think of. Like, And that's not to knock him or anything, but I mean, I, I don't know why. He's solid. His stats are great. I just...
2: Just so kind you, of really just
0: you have me stuck. I'm like, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. It feels like he's. It feels like he's underutilized. That's a great yeah. word you used. Um, I feel the same way. I just think if they played him a little bit more, he could. Uh, he could play either a three or a small four, depending on if his if his shots falling right. But like right. you said, like you said, Jen, there's like there's a lot of those guys in Charlotte right now.
0: There are a lot of them. And I was honestly, I was flabbergasted when we bought Brock Cliff back. Like, I was shocked when we fired another coach.
2: Yeah, I was me like, too. What are you
0: talking about? Like, he actually got us to the playoffs. Like, Cliff had gotten us to the playoffs. We got the Hornet Snake back in 2013. He got us back to the playoffs in 2013, 2014. Nothing 15 and 16. He was gone, ran around the league a little bit. Then he came home, you know, to Charlotte. So I don't know. I was shocked that he came home. I, I was shocked. That was just me. Um, But did I mess up? It's- oh, you're, you're good. No, no. Good. All, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: all good. Oh, good. Yeah. Sorry. All good. I
0: thought my computer's froze again. Sorry about that. No, mm-hmm. no,
1: no worries. All good indeed. Once again, it is Jennifer Matthews Lewis. Go ahead and check out what she's doing today at newstitchmedia.com. Also as well. She has some great shows for you. Three Chicks in the Pod, The Sip Off, and Chicks in Salsa. So go ahead and search that out as far as being part of some of the great Facebook groups for those shows. Go ahead and do that today. But before we head on out and before I ask you your opinion on the Los Angeles Lakers, where do you see this team realistically this season? Do you see them as going back to the lottery once again? 30 and 52? Okay. That puts them think, right around maybe 10th in the Western, Oh uh, no, not 10th, uh eleventh or 12th in the Western Con in the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. Yes. So
0: and they um yeah. I mean I I feel like right now, and I meant to say this earlier on, you know how the 76ers spent a couple of years like completely tanking just to rebuild, like you were saying, Sean. I think that's what we're doing. I'm sick of us rebuilding. Um, I can say that. I am a Hornets fan. I am glad that my husband and I actually gave up our season tickets before Kimba left. Like that season, like between the season ending and Kimba leaving, we had decided we had already told our account manager we were gonna resign. Don't give me that. I need a good one. Come on, Sean. Uh wanna-
2: I, I, I I you said I mean, 30 you called and it right there. Years, Jen. Yeah, Vegas has it at
1: Vegas I- is right with you, Jen, because they're 29 and a half in most places that I'm checking right now. Here oh, really? Yes, so <laughs> I didn't Vegas. even know that. <laughs> so 30 and 52 is actually slightly over right about where they're, where they're standing. I think in order to do that, you need a full healthy season from Ball. If he gets hurt again, Jennifer, I think they are going to go ahead and do the, do the tank and try to go ahead and, and tank with the best of them. Uh, I think that Gordon Hayward will be on the trading marketplace. And uh, I also mentioned, you know, like I said, Brandon Miller has to really step up for you as a rookie. And he has to probably play at a rookie of the year level to get to 35 wins. if this team stays healthy and Brandon Miller plays like the rookie of the year, this team has a chance to hit 35, 36 wins. But if not, Yeah, it can get really ugly from there. I'm not going to be. I just
0: want other players to stop going after Melo's ankle. Come on, guys.
1: Oh yeah,
2: Jen. That's what kills me.
0: That's what (laughs) injures him every time. Like that's what kills me. Stop doing.
2: Hey, we 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 feel the same way about LeBron, Jen, and it's this isn't (laughs) this isn't LeBron from 10 years ago. You know, where somebody just steps right over that ankle and he just pulls his shoe up, the tongue up. You know he's in, like, immense pain. Like, 99% of us would, wouldn't be able to walk, but there he is playing his butt off, can't do it anymore. Somebody steps oh. on his ankle. We, Me and Gerald are rolling our eyes and saying, uh-oh, this is a two- to four-week injury.
0: Okay, I have a question for you. I heard a rumor today, and I did not have time to check it out. Did they really put a statue of LeBron in front of the arena?
1: there's no no. uh i know that uh, i know that um uh genie bus has said that before you know i mean when it's all said and done and he retires and you know he gets his own uh las vegas team which is heavily rumored that he wants to become uh, a part investor or full investor of a las vegas expansion team you know but when he retires officially Um, I know Jeannie Buss has said uh, more than one occasion that that she is going to probably put something out there for him on a statue. But yeah, nothing is the only statue that's going up in the next year will be Kobe's on August the 8th of 2024. That's the only one I know for sure.
0: because That was the only one that I knew definitively. But somebody mentioned today to me that they were putting one up of LeBron and I was like. Okay, honestly, Ohio like um, Cleveland what will put one field up. Fieldhouse I get because yeah. he's done so much for the community there and for, you know, the organization there as well as the Lakers. But he's been with the Lakers for like 4 years. Mm-hmm. So it's like to do that before Kobe before yeah, I was like before the long list of players and Lakers elites in my mind. It was like, um, that's just disrespectful to them. <laughs> no offense to LeBron, but because he deserves a statue. But I was like, come on, guys, let's get
1: Kobe up there first.
0: Sorry, I had to
1: ask. Yeah, that that will be official on Kobe Day, uh Kobe Bryant Day next year in twenty twenty four. Okay. eight eight twenty-four. They wanna get that all in there. But before we head on out, Jennifer, your thoughts on the Los Angeles Lakers? We, you know, be honest, be upfront. Where do you see the Lakers uh, falling in the Western Conference this season? Fourth. Okay, that's honestly, yeah. Um, and it depends
0: on. And honestly, I could be wrong. Y'all could be a lot higher, but I think it depends on the health. And.
1: <laughs> Kurt, at it again.
0: Kurt, I need you in the comment section on my page, let, my podcast. <laughs> Please and thank you. Um, what do you think? What are your re- What are your expectations?
1: Well, again, it's all based off of the health of a guy who's in his 21st season in LeBron and the health of a guy who's been often injured in Anthony mm-hmm. Davis, who we just gave a considerable amount of money to in the, as of now, and I'm going to put those keywords in quotations there, as of now, highest extension ever. Uh, for for an NBA player um, and Anthony Davis, uh, again, those guys give you 65 games uh, mm-hmm. each, then the team will probably win somewhere between 47 and 52 games, which will put them right around second to fourth, right where you yeah. were talking about. Okay. They, they just want to, they, they just need to target a home series, yeah. at least one home series in the playoffs. I think that would help them out immensely. Uh, whether or not they do that now if they play a combined 65 games like they did something like last year which was closer to that than the other way then you have some real issues and the lakers are again fighting uphill battle once again but we'll wait and see i mean uh, we're going to go into depths tomorrow in detail on the schedule and there's not great news in regards to back-to-backs and things of that nature, and we'll discuss that on the show for us tomorrow. But, yeah, I, I, that's a very honest opinion, and and that's right along the line of where most of the analysts that we've had on our shows for these other teams have gauged where the Lakers are at. And they all like what the Lakers have, but they know that the Western Conference is going to be brutal this upcoming season.
0: Right. And by the way, um, Bloodhound, I like the Hornets name better because it's true to who we are as a community and as a state actually. Um, because back to the Civil War and even, no, Revolutionary War actually, they would say the British hated coming to the Carolinas, especially North Carolina, because they said two things about us, which is how Carolina got their nickname Tar Heels and we've got the Hornets. It was like um, North Carolinians were so stubborn, it was like um, they had tar on their heels. And the other one was, we would sting so bad. It was like walking into a hornet's nest.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's there pretty go. cool, actually. So
0: yeah. So- and by the way, Bloodhound, love the horned bobs. But Bobcat, um, Bobcats were named, was a very self-serving name for Bob Johnson. Had nothing to do with the Carolinas or anything like that. I mean, I appreciate him bringing NBA back to Charlotte but it had nothing to do with us. And I appreciate MJ getting us our name back.
1: We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, But once again, please check out Jennifer Matthews-Lewis today right there. Check out her back shows for Three Chicks in a Pod, wow. Chicks and Salsa, also as well, New Stitch Media, the article she writes there, and everything that she does for the sip-off as well. Magic Man, before I let Jennifer go ahead and do the full-on pitch on what she's up to and what she's doing, any last questions, my friend, before we head on out? Uh,
2: yeah, you know what, uh, Jen? It's mm-hmm. it. I... Uh... I'm not a huge fan of this uh, schedule and let me tell you why because nine teams in this league only have one televised game all year long. That means 21 other teams yeah, that means 21 other teams are getting a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of attention, right And these nine teams aren't getting any. And most and Charlotte is one of those teams, unfortunately. Yeah. Charlotte, the Raptors, the Wizards, the Rockets—I could go on—but the they're they're not getting any play this year. So, um, do you think? Here's, if that's not fair th-
0: because the Hornets have an international following.
2: Hundred. We have one
0: up there with the Lakers. We have one. It's up there with like. We don't have the household names like LeBron. We don't. We've had, we have had some in the past. Kelly Topoca, Dell, Muggsy. Somebody mentioned Muggsy before. Like people are given, people give Bryce Young grief for being petite. You know what? Petite athletes and the Carolinas have done us well. And I can give you 10 right now. So, that doesn't ever bother me.
2: That, but. Oh, uh, Muggsy, Bo- Muggsy Bogues could play in any era, Jen. Oh, yeah. and I will argue to the hilt uh-huh. against anybody about that. He could he could play in the 50s. He could play in the 60s. He could learn how to play in the 70s when it was rough and tumble. He was fine in college in the 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. And we saw what he could do. Uh, it almost felt like there were two Muggsies out there because he like he he literally almost led the league uh, in assist to turnover ratio his whole career and i think he was at least in the top 10 of steals at least 3 or 4 times so like to me when people say you know you need to be tall you need to be a little tall in the nba if you want to be don't. a scorer yeah but you don't you're right you don't you don't because muggsy was a scorer
0: there's only one man who could get into Muggsy's psyche. And you know when that happened? After Muggsy got into his. And you know who that was? Michael Jordan. Wow. There we and go. And do you know why I firmly believe Michael Jordan wanted to buy us? Other than the fact that he went to Carolina. And even though he was born in Brooklyn, he was raised in Wilmington area. He used to say he played hated playing at the old Charlotte Coliseum. We were the loudest arena out there. Like when they were, when we were there, we could bring it, but that was our our first professional sports team too. So,
2: yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you brought that up because um, there are three players Jordan has uh, spoken of specifically that he felt were the the toughest on him. One was Joe Joe Dumars, one was Mitch Richmond, and one was uh, rest in peace, the late Bobby Phils. Bobby Phils was one of my all-time favorite uh, defenders, Jen. Um, he was just big. He was six five. He was like two thirty, but he was strong. He was strong, and he could defend guys like Jordan. And uh, you know, rest in peace. It's a shame what happened, but um, he was one of their best defenders.
0: I was fortunate enough to be so. When Shen went to New Orleans, he took. They we had had a um. We had retired his his Jersey number and back before Shen went to New Orleans, Shen took it with him in New Orleans. That was his right. He was the owner of the team. But it was still really nasty to do to the Char- charlatans and the Carolinas. Um, <clears throat> so I was fortunate enough as an adult when we came back when Michael Jordan got our name back, my husband, like, as soon as we got money back, my husband went online to go buy t- just regular tickets to the home opening game. We—that's when we got season tickets. Like, he was on the phone with somebody because it ended up being cheaper for us. So that's how we really got into it. And my husband's really into basketball, so he taught me a lot. Like, I knew some. I mean, you don't get raised, five, you know, an hour outside of you know, Wake, Duke, Carolina, and not know basketball, right? You just—it doesn't happen. Nope. And, but he, um, but he was able to teach me a lot about, especially professional football, basketball, I'll say in football, but, um, I was fortunate enough to be at Michael Jordan did another unveiling of Bobby Fells' Jersey. That was my point. So I was there twice. So that was pretty cool.
2: That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That just shows what kind of person Mike really is. He, he. He cares. He, yeah, cares. he does. He cares. He was a killer on the court, but off the court, he cares.
0: Yes, absolutely. He cares. Um, and I expect, I think our biggest games this year, honestly, the Celtics are one of our biggest rivals somehow. Like, I mean, I know it makes sense, but it's, I don't know. It's always kind of weird to me because they were never really a rival to us until like the last five, six years. Um, but so we're gonna. That's gonna be a big rival for us, the Spurs game. Um, uh, I think it's going to have. Ah, uh, thanks, Kurt. Um, we're gonna have. Um, you guys are always a sellout crowd,
2: and you guys um, always beat us. Apparently, whenever we go to Charlotte, I I usually have. That's it
0: because your boy decides to play. That's because your main man, LeBron James, decides he doesn't need to play against the Charlotte Hornets. You know what Jen? I've seen him play like five minutes and I'm like, eh, I enjoyed watching
2: MJ better. Sorry. For some reason, Jen, all those Hornets teams got so up for Kobe. I mean, I don't I think they won a game in Charlotte, maybe Well, that's because
0: Kobe changed the narrative. I'm sorry. Rest in peace, Kobe. You did a lot of great things for LA, for your community. You changed the narrative. You refused to play for the Hornets. So, yeah, we still got to be in our bonnet. bonnet. And remember, we're the Charlotte Hornets, baby. We (laughs) stink.
1: I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, there you go, indeed. Uh, But once again, it is Jennifer Matthews-Lewis. Please go ahead and check out what she's doing today at Three Chicks in a Pod. Also, she writes for New Stitch Media Chicks and Salsa, and also as well the Sip Off. All these great shows you can find on Facebook. Be a part of those great Facebook groups today. Plus, newstitchmedia.com. But before we head out, Jen, what are you cooking up at the Sip Off? What what are you cooking up at Three Chicks in the Pod? What are you working on at Chicks and Salsa? And also, what great articles do you have in store for us at New Stitch Media? All right, so let's start with the articles. I have
0: um, my editor, Fago Franklin. The third has been very patient with me. I covered the ACC kickoff a couple of weeks ago. I'll like a couple of articles on that. I think with ACC, I think Boston College is actually going to be very much a surprise team. But I'm biased. I have a soft spot for BC for personal reasons. Um, Obviously, Carolina is going to win. Right now, ACC, please give me press credentials to cover the home opener, the Duke Mayo Classic. Just saying if you're watching you know just say um and then so i've got those and i was fortunate to cover last week the nascar um unveiling of who will be at the and in, um inducted in nascar hall of fame and so i've got some you know we've got jimmy johnson he's great everybody's writing stories on him i've been working on a really good one on donny allison um uh, yes. who will be in there too so i'm really excited because i felt like Donnie. Uh, the induction or the announcement ceremony didn't get enough love from the press so I was a little offended for him mm. but people kind of I guess they forgot about him but you know he's part of the Alabama gang so I've got those coming I've got to finish editing those well, I don't think
1: Kale Yarba will be going ahead and, and giving his announcement speech as far as for Donnie Allison on that I think there's probably still some hard feelings over the Daytona 500 that's just there crazy. might be <laughs> Still, one of the classic pictures of all time, and actually, one of the it's key true. moments in NASCAR hi- history, as far as on a, a nationwide basis, getting that out of what a regional sport into something much more broader. And that's, a, you know, whether you like it or not, what happened the whole accident, the fight yeah. between Donnie Allison and Cale Yarbrough put uh, the NASCAR sport right on the front page in in nation did. Uh, in newspapers nationwide. I remember that distinctly and watched cuz I used to watch Daytona 500 religiously when I was young. Okay. Still follow the sport today somewhat. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, I would love to uh, uh, see what happens if there's going to be any reference to it during Donnie Allison's uh you know acceptance speech on that because it is it was
0: mentioned during his induction like yeah. when it was at the announcement ceremony.
1: Yeah. So yeah. that, that would be, that I would, I may go check, find, I may go search that out on YouTube just to go ahead and, and do that. But, um,
0: I'll message you my videos I have, if you want. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you very yeah. much for doing I'm that. I'm message them to you. Um, and then I'm going to also have them uploaded on my personal page. My Instagram is both Instagram and Facebook are now public. That was really scary for me to do because I like, I'm a kind of a control freak. So for me to make them public was a little scary. Um, the sip off will be starting off in October. Oh, but those articles will be probably um on the website by Monday because I'm gonna finish editing them all up this week. Um between tonight and tomorrow night, get them to Fago. But check out Fago's website, he has lots of articles. Um, News Stitch Media covers lots of sporting events. Um they, he has got reporters everywhere. So um yeah, like check it out. Like he's obviously not right now. He's covered red carpet events, um, he's had like everything. Like he was helping me out at the Super Bowl this past year, introducing me people to get interviews. So yeah, check out new stitch um, media. Great company. Great. Vegas, awesome. Then check out, um, the sip off that Facebook page. Gerald's already put it in the co- chat. Um, Megan, the queen of hoops is the founder of that and I will be helping her out. I believe this year. And then she, um, so we'll be starting off mid-October and we're working on a line of some more, uh, adding some new people into that as well. You want to join us, Gerald? Sean, you all want to come on? You can. Just let us know. And then I can't oh, hear go.
1: you. Sean, go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. Now you're on. Yeah, Jen,
2: uh, I accept the invitation. There
1: it's a come. lot of fun.
0: You'll have a blast. It's a lot of fun. Um, And then who else? Um, and then Chicks and Salsa. So the Chicks and Sa- Three Chicks in a Pod is Carrie, um, our Chiefs check Carrie Johnson. You can follow her on Facebook as well and on Twitter at Chiefs check. You can follow all of us at Three Chicks and a Pod on Twitter. Then you can also get um, Carrie at Chiefs Chicks on Twitter. You can also get her on Facebook. She also writes for a football world on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, and then Megan is the Queen of Hoops. Um, and so, and Gerald can attest to this. Megan knows her basketball. Yes, she she knows her WNBA. She's gotten people who are like, Why are you following the WNBA? And she's gotten some of those same people to start really investing in the WNBA. I'm really proud of her. She's been a game changer for the WNBA, and the WNBA doesn't even know it. She's really been their one of their biggest champions. I'm proud of her. Um And she is the owner of the Sip-Off and we started three, this Tuesday we'll be doing three chicks in a pod. And we will be discussing Javier Javier Loya. Um, He is the minority owner of the Houston Texans and he's been recently charged with sexual assault in Kentucky. And we wanted to discuss why this is an ongoing theme in Houston, why, or kind of in Dallas, in Texas. Why it's not, not more national news. And then <laughs> are you a Chiefs fan? Um, and then um we're also gonna discuss a little more about Michael Orr and the Tuies. Um, and then next week we're gonna do our predictions. So and ne- the week, so not this week, next week will be chips chicks and salsa. And that's when we bring in our girl Candy Ebling. And I am looking to bring in a few other women who might like really wanna be invested and you Know add some more to it because chicks and salsa, three chicks in a pad is just the three of us, chicks and salsa is more women, and we're just chicks talking sports.
1: You know, it's so funny because I'm looking at the uh the hall of fame nominees for NASCAR, uh, and I'm like, uh-huh. I just assumed because you know he's one of the greatest racing car drivers of all time, AJ yeah. Foyt would have already been in the NASCAR hall of fame, seeing as how he's been voted into the top 50 all time in NASCAR and top 75. He's still not in it. I don't know how insane that is, but then again, you also have Neil Bonnet, Harry Gant, uh, Ricky Rudd. You know those guys are still not in it as well. So you know, I don't know. Do we have to bribe somebody to get AJ Foyt in the NASCAR Hall of Fame? I mean,
0: I'm just saying when I worked for Rico, which is a printer company, and NASCAR, like my area was Mooresville, North Carolina, which is NASCAR mm-hmm. country. Of course. Um, I will not say whom I was speaking with. This is tying into you, okay? But to me, it's a shame. Does he deserve a place to the hall fame? Maybe, but Dale Junior is in there before some of these other guys. And the IT guy was like, NASCAR has just changed the way they do it for Dale Junior. I'm surprised.
1: A- I'm surprised. Even though AJ's close to 90, I'm surprised he's not stubborn enough. Be in there. To just, he's just—he's the type of guy that would be just stubborn enough to go ahead and just ransack the hall of fame because he'd be so pissed off right now that he wouldn't wouldn't be in it but maybe he's mellowed as time goes on but i'm seriously doubting that's happened if you know super techs like uh many of the longtime yeah. racing fans out there but again uh you know his record speaks for itself and i'm so surprised that he's not in it but that's that's another conversation yeah. for another day. We're getting off on another first pro wrestling <laughs> with AEW and <laughs> WWE and all that stuff, and then all t- talking about motor racing and NASCAR and all that. Sorry, Sean. The man Mad Torontos Toronto. Yeah. I, I I'm not sure how far your expertise goes. I know it goes a little bit into pro wrestling, but I'm not sure if it went in NASCAR. So sorry about uh. that. But when you're talking Charlotte, North Carolina, you got to be talking pro wrestling and NASCAR, my friend. You do. And if any of you guys
0: are ever in the Charlotte area, legitimately, when I was covering that, I've covered the induction ceremony, but this was the one where the announcement ceremony, I was able to go in and do some of the interactive things. Check out the Hall of Fame. Like, it's really, really cool.
2: Oh, I will. I will. I was
0: really, I was impressed. Like, I did not think I would be that impressed.
2: You know, Jen, um, you know, I grew up with... uh, Uh, a dad who worked at uh, a steel plant for Uh 32 years. So wasn't, wasn't a very, you know, affable, kind of lovey dovey hands-on kind of man. Uh, But we could always talk sports and it was our surrogate because we could talk about the late great Dale Earnhardt. And, uh, it was like my dad, me were saying, I love you. And, uh, that was a horrible day for, for the bo- for the both of us when that happened because he happened to be both of our favorite uh drivers. And yeah. um, I I grew up loving the Intimidator and um, I
1: watched it was it live.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, was, it, it was really it was really a terrible
1: uh, it incident. didn't even look like that hard of a hit, to be honest yeah. with you. Sterling yeah. Marlin
0: was never the same after that. I have always felt bad for Sterling. Sterling was actually my husband's favorite driver. I kind of liked Sterling even before Wait, he one. met because um, I liked his name. <laughs> but <laughs> you again, you don't grow up in the Carolinas, especially this area in Charlotte and not know NASCAR. Um, but I felt really bad for him. The one time that Teresa Earnhardt and Dale Jr. ever agreed on anything publicly was telling people to back off of Sterling. Because it wasn't a hard hit. It was a fluke. And he died doing what he loved. Literally. Yeah. He well, died are, no, doing what he loved.
2: No, Jen, like, if, if, how many, how many men, women, other can say that? I went out doing what I loved. Yeah. Because that's like his story is amazing. Mm-hmm. Quit, quit school. All I want to mm-hmm. do is race cars. That's all I know. That's all I'm pouring this kid at. race cars. Yeah. And he did it. He did mm-hmm. it. And yeah, uh, you know, his story is so amazing to me. Even if it's a, even if it was short, it's it's an amazing story.
0: His life his story was not short.
2: No, no, no no no, okay. no, 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 no. No, oh, okay,
1: no. <laughs> okay, no, no with like- his father, but with his father. But they're with his yeah. father. Yeah. I mean, who is a great yeah. race car driver in his own right. Then you get to Dale, obviously. You know, I don't know if you want to say he's better than than Petty. Some will say Petty's better than him. You know, vice versa. You, you know, I, I, they're both great. They're both awesome. I know you can't go wrong. They do have
0: that. family lineages with them, yeah. and they both have had. I think it's
1: kind of like if you call one, one guy th- that changed pet that changed. I, if you, I
2: if
0: think you call one the of-
1: goat and you call the other goat. You're not wrong on either. So right, I agree. You, yeah,
2: hundred percent. Yeah, like yeah. no, no. It's like it's like trying to compare like the guitar gods, like uh, EVH yeah. and Jimi Hendrix. It's like they're both gods.
1: Uh, Earnhardt uh, you know? didn't have two hundred wins, but he dominated in a time where the it mm. was the seven titles, of I believe. Yeah,
2: seven the amount titles. of teams
1: that could actually win races consistently were more than what Petty could at the beginning of his career. Petty dominated when there wasn't as many cars. Able to win races as when as when Dale Earnhardt mm-hmm. won his races, but uh, before we head on out, I know and we'll go- Petty did races all over the place. Yeah, yeah, that's on yeah. dirt tracks. Yeah, yeah back. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, was yeah, a different. He, smart, he, yeah. he dominated in a time where it was a much different era than the super speedways. He was still mm-hmm. winning in the super speedways, of course. Yes. His famous win in Daytona, but he most of his wins came yeah. at a time. When there were short tracks, it was a different time in, in most, for most of his victories early on. But before we head on out, Joe Soro from uh, lakerspaul.com is here. Ox nineteen forty seven. he got off the freeway. He is here now Thank you. done with That's the, week the of private st- jet. Yes, uh, from Simblades, <laughs> Simblades with, with c- Y.com. I,
3: I couldn't take the private jet today. I I needed something a little bit more flexible.
1: <laughs> but did you have any questions for Jim before we head on out on the Charlotte Hornets yes uh, really you thom- were talking
3: about history and the um, rivalry with the Celtics of course Yeah. when you said that the first thing that popped up in my head was May 5th 1993 game winner Alonzo Mourning eliminates Boston um, <clears throat> were you entrenched at that time and curious what you were thinking at the time
0: that's not a game that I think about a lot because it was a very long time ago. I want to show my age. I was still in high school. No, junior high school. I was in ninth grade. So depending on where you are at that point, Charlotte, I was still in junior high school. So I was. I
3: was, I was in. I was in ninth grade as well.
0: Okay, cool. So I remember that. Um, I remember the city erupting. Like we were really happy. <laughs> Was that also the game where his pants fell down, his shorts fell down? I think it so. It was, was? Okay. Sean,
3: Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. I don't okay. remember the I shorts Joe. falling.
2: I like- yeah, his shorts <laughs> fell down, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was I think he was rarely like, um, so. <laughs> striped
1: boxers. So that's what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> but what a what a front line between him and, and Grandmama. Just absolutely. Yes.
3: It's too bad. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bummer because they the Hornets, I know the teal was in at the time, but I don't I just think the reason why they were popular is they 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 kind of were the other side of Orlando in that they both got two guys back to back that were stars, and we were the East was starting to form this new regime after Boston's started kind of flaming out obviously the the bulls were were um were the the head of the class at the time but there was there was some excitement where if if Shaq, penny El, uh Larry Johnson and Alonzo had stayed together and healthy because Larry jacked up his back and uh obviously Anthony Hardaway and, and obviously Shaq left in 96 and then Anthony uh, start having health problems after that. It could have been an interesting I don't know run. Could have been an interesting run with 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 not just Orlando but also with 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 the short with the Charlotte Hornets kind of being there. It might not have mattered just because I think Michael Jordan was he was just too next level. I I, I don't I, the, the guys right now in this in this era because they didn't see Jordan play, they they start talking about oh well the 90s You know they're starting to say things like the '90s players were plumbers. I'm like, you guys are out of your, you guys are so stupid. I don't even, I can't even.
0: Guys today couldn't hang in the '90s, in my opinion. No
3: way. You think anybody, you you think anyone today would be able to hang with Jerry West? Did you hear what? Did you hear what an 80 year old Jerry West said a few weeks ago? What did he say? They're talking about how. Oh, everybody calls themselves the dog, or I'm, or that guy's a dog, and he goes, "I was a wolf. Wolf eats dogs." <laughs> that is probably one of the baddest lines I've heard in a while. Honestly, really like without is. without like hearing it from somewhere else, something original. That is the most original badass line I've heard in a while. It was, it was.
0: I like that one. And
3: that right there, it, it goes to sh- you know when when you when you watch Winning Time and you are sitting there watching uh Mr. Clark play Jerry West uh you're going I know there's exaggeration but that's Jerry It's got to be Jerry Yeah and I said this before I I would if I had a <laughs> chance to sit yeah. with Jerry West I would the first thing I would tell him if I was talking to him about that show if he'd let me it's like Jerry, I know it's exaggerated. I know it's Hollywood, but I like you more because of it now. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, and I already loved you already. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the 90s, we 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 lost, we lost mm-hmm. something that probably should have gone further. And the Hornets were were really the, the big disappointment to me in the 90s. They there should have been it's not their fault. It's it just sucks that it didn't. They didn't stay together long enough.
1: So,
0: one thing that I've found, like, I don't remember how... My husband and I watch a lot of YouTube, okay, guys? Um, And we have found Michael Michael Jordan's vault. And it's LeBron James fans from, you know, younger fans than us who never really saw MJ play the game, okay? Like, these are the guys that are always arguing that point and then they are it's kind of a reaction type video of seeing them watch MJ with his shots and they're like oh okay we we see the point now (laughs) like we see what you're saying now so and it's kind of cute like I would highly recommend checking them out because like honestly not even like to change your mind but just to see some of those plays not even Michael Jordan's just says like you've got Larry Bird in there you've got You've got a couple Lonzo, you got some Muggsy, you got you've got everybody. You've got um, Shaq, Magic. Like you don't see them that much anymore. Like most of these, this younger generation. I hate to say that, but if you were born in two thousand, you're twenty three now, going into twenty four. But you don't know what it was like to actually watch this game. You don't understand the passion, like unless you're watching. At Cleveland Cavs game when LeBron was there. Unless you're in Golden in San Francisco watching a Golden State game, you're watching the Clippers last season pull some miracles out of their barriers, you know. And obviously, LeBron always, you know, pulls that enthusiasm as well. So, I mean, not every arena has it. And every single arena in the 90s had it. Malice in the Palace, obviously, 2003, 2004. But that was kind of the end of, like, the 90s, the Malice in the Palace. So, and that was kind of sad for me. Rashid Wallace with the, I don't got it no more. I done smoked it all. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> the stuff that would come out of their mouths. Like, come on, guys. The best smack tackers of all time. That's what really made MJ the best. One, one of the reasons. But, yeah.
3: It's kind
0: of cool. It's really cool.
3: I think the, I think the, the the lousy technical foul calls that, that they've started to, or they created the last, what, five, six years has, has put a, put a kind of a damper on anyone being able to do anything. And I don't don't know what what it is. I don't know what it is about the NBA and why they don't let these guys uh I don't know why they don't let these guys get emotional without throwing double. Te- I mean, double techs used to be the thing, right? Just yeah. to kind of calm them down. Okay, cool. I thought it was stupid then even. Like, if you're going to give them a double tech, let them each shoot a, a f- free throw. Let them earn it. But this constant, like, this guy's trying to block a shot and he accidentally hits him in the head. Well, it's a flagrant one. It's like, it's not. It's not a damn flagrant foul. It is an accident, yeah. And you can sit there and you can argue like if you like Bynum hitting Berea in the face. Right. That was flagrant. When Carl Malone opened 18 stitches on Isaiah's eye during the drive, that's a flagrant foul. Bill Lambert's existence is a flagrant foul. That's fine. I get right. that. But this going up for a shot and it just softens, and you're everyone's sitting there and they're Wondering why, right? Because I remember you hypocritical a-holes. Anytime there was a fight, you were there was a huge crowd saying, Oh, I can't believe this. Can't believe these guys are just yeah street guys fighting and blah blah blah. I'm like, you pieces of crap. Now that they're soft, now you're complaining about that. Well, which one is it? Right. Which one do you want? I don't know about you guys. I like hockey fights and I love, love. Bench clearing brawls in baseball. Mm -hmm. I love them. I you ever watch
0: those on YouTube? When anyone asks me
3: what do I want to see at a baseball game, right? What do you want to catch a ball? I've caught a ball before, so I don't care about that. I go. I want to be at a game where there's a bench clear clearing, and I want it. I want it. Pedro grabbing Zimmer's head and gently doing this. I want to see that.
0: Oh, did y'all hear that um, Hernandez's um, court-like lawsuit against the MLB suing for a lack of promotion was thrown out? Who's this? Um, Angel Hernandez was suing the MLB because he was never getting promoted. Um, But there's a reason for that, as we all can attest. I'm not even the biggest MLB fan. Like, I I know enough, but...
1: Um, um, He's um, an an umpire, just to get everybody to know out there. uh, He's a really bad Umpire. umpire. (laughs) Yeah.
0: <laughs> like some of the worst calls in MLB um, come from Angel. Would you agree
1: with that, Gerald? I would probably agree. I mean, that's I a agree. hard list. There's a long list of bad calls in any sport, uh, but in baseball, his name has been tossed around uh, quite a bit as, as far as that's so just trying to upstage uh, the game. It's it's one of those things where the referee wants to be bigger than the game itself and uh and you've seen that a lot we see that a lot in the NBA uh yeah. you know where these these NBA refs some of them I will leave I'll leave unnamed where they just want to go ahead and oh, and, and make it up make it about oh come on Joe like for instance with the Bennett, with the
3: lakes and
1: well Bennett Salvatore yeah he was he was someone that was wasn't uh, he the uh
3: the fixer is isn't that what his nickname yeah, was
1: that's true <laughs> who's the one that uh, got who who uh didn't decide. I think it's because he was Italian.
3: That's why I don't think. I don't yeah. think I don't think he was doing anything. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, uh, Angel
1: definitely comes to mind amongst that. Uh, uh, you know, Major League Baseball probably one of the worst, most infamous, and that's probably why. And he, he like you said, yeah. he, he he just had a lawsuit thrown out again, uh, in 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 court. So I, mm-hmm.
2: I I think you were thinking of Scott Foster, Gerald. Scott Foster
1: is absolutely that's, terrible. That's
2: who. Uh, oh, you mean the Chris Paul down. killer? Yeah, that's
1: to yeah. uh, Donnie Hughes uh, yes, good buddy he is was. yes. And, and need I say more on that on that close relationship there so oh Definitely. by the way
3: speaking of uh, Bennett Salvatore Bennett Salvatore was caught uh with income income tax fraud was on probation for a year
1: oh a lot of them were were found out because they Just were all taxes a lot of them were 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 uh disciplined because of the fact that they were pocketing the travel money uh and not reporting it, I think it's uh, to an extent that there were several allegations with with other referees as far as the way they were uh uh handling their 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 travel money as far as it's concerned really so, picking
3: picking on refs making what 150 a year
1: they're they're making more than They're that. making more back, back in 2000
3: they were making more than that
1: 2,000-year uh, ride right, that you're... Right. I mean, I'm not, talking I, about recently, in recent years. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a
3: CPA, but, the, you know, word was out they, they made and, good money at the time, but that, that and was not the NFL, money, the rosters
0: were right? making upwards of 100. Yeah,
3: yeah that's because the NFL owners are the cheapest rear holes in, in sports.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, though. A lot of great conversation here all over the place. But, Jennifer, it's been so great to have you on. Thank One you, of the things that we've been fun. asking... One of the things we've been asking, if you are available around the time, maybe the day of as a game day preview before the Lakers play the Charlotte Hornets, uh, we'd sure. love to have you back on as far as that preview in the game. So love to have you if you get a chance to go ahead, uh, either either away at Charlotte or when they come play here at, at the crypt here in Los Angeles. So we'd love to Absolutely. have you on. That'd be that. awesome. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. So, once again, it's Jennifer Matthews Lewis. Please go ahead and check out what she's doing today. Facebook her awesome shows right there for you. Three chicks in a pod, chicks and salsa, the sip off, and of course, all the great articles that she writes for newstitchmedia.com. Thank you guys so much. Have a great evening. You too, as well. And for everybody out there, let me give you the lineup. Tomorrow we go a deep dive. We're taking a deep dive into the NBA schedule for the Los Angeles Lakers. Gonna talk about the highs and lows where the Lakers can take advantage, where the Lakers might get burned. We'll talk about that coming up on tomorrow's show. Also a team USA post game because they played tomorrow morning against Greece. We'll go ahead and give you a wrap up on that as well. Yeah, that's Sean right there for you. But that's <laughs> yeah, me. Speaking, speaking of <laughs> that Sean. Is me. We'll, We'll also hear him this weekend wrapping up the other Team USA game in Abu Dhabi. That's, I think, on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, or is that a Saturday? Mm -hmm. I think it's Friday, Sunday. I think it's Friday, Sunday, Gerald. Yeah, I think it's Friday, Sunday, so we'll go ahead and wrap up both games. Yes, Friday, Sunday. Chris, Jose, LeBron, going to go ahead and preview the Knicks on Sunday. And on Sunday, to pack enough in for you, there's going to be most likely a Lakerholic spotlight So again, thank you to Jennifer Lewis for stopping by. Looking forward to seeing you guys and gals tomorrow in the best Lakers chat room that's out there and also the best Lakers show that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break.